This is a previously recorded episode. This show is broadcasting live from Detroit Sound Studios above Activate Gaming and is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to the Innovates Podcast featuring speaker and innovation expert Michael Mode. We bring you innovation on the 8th with new episodes posted every day that ends in 8, the 8th, 18th, and 28th of the month. The Innovates Podcast is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. For more information about Michael Mode and his corporate speaking and consulting services, please visit Innovates.com. That's I-N-N-O-V-E-I-G-H-T-S dot com or BigLightBulb.com. And now, get ready for another creative conversation with your host, Michael Mode. Welcome to the Innovates Podcast. My name is Michael Mode. I'll be your host for another uh, creative conversation here today. Uh, for those of you that don't, aren't familiar with me, I've been a professional magician since the age of 13. Went on to work in the uh, corporate market, which I still do today. And uh, I've also invented a bunch of magic tricks that are used by uh, some of the top magicians around the world. In addition to that, uh, when I was a child, I used to record David Copperfield magic specials and study those, watch those every day. And then I was fortunate enough to have one of my childhood dreams come true. I was invited to work with David Copperfield uh, in his creative group, Magic Lab. And more recently, uh, I've transitioned over into speaking with the topic of innovation. I teach companies how to think like a magician so that they can uh, use a magic mindset to solve challenges that they feel are impossible. And the goal of this uh, podcast, Innovates, is to uh, have creative conversations with people who are using innovation successfully in their businesses and share some of those ideas so that other people can do the same. And we've got a, a great guest here today. Uh, she uh, isn't a magician, per se, but she does work for a company that makes a very magical product, and that's okay. chocolate. And uh, I'd like to welcome Tiffany Van Hem to the show. Hello. How are you doing, Thanks Tiffany? Thanks for having me. Thanks for being doing here. Doing good. Great. You work for Sanders Fine Chocolates. And uh, Sanders, for those of you that don't know, uh, it, well, if you live in Detroit area, you definitely know uh, what Sanders is. They've been around since 1875. It's my favorite candy. I, I grew up with them. Still eat a lot of them today. We have some in the studio here today as well. And uh, tell us a little bit. Of, there's a long history of innovation in the company. Uh, Fred Sanders, who started the company in 1875, was a big innovator. Tell us some of the earliest innovations that he used. Um, well, first of all, I, I think it was pretty innovative that, you know, he first started his company in Chicago when the great fires of Chicago kind of burned his company and home to the ground. He picked up everything and traveled to the next largest city, which was Detroit, and started all over. So he constantly had that drive to create product, um, follow his dream and his passion, and, you know, just bring his what he was interested in to, to the masses. So... Um, Fred Sanders became an aristocrat in Detroit. He obviously became a very successful businessman. Um, he was one of the first companies in Detroit to use um, an electric motor. Um, there's a kind, of, kind of a unique story about that. That I think this that story electric- is great. I, 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 I know the, uh, who made the engines, or the motors rather, and I think it's great. Uh, so you're going to talk about that a little bit here, right? 
Uh, yeah. yeah. He, um, the, uh, so the electric motors that he used in his store, which was one of the first companies to bring those in to use to make the ice that made his ice cream, um, you know, bringing things like that into his company really kind of, you know, was, was innovative. He was one of the first uh, businessmen to dr- uh, drive a horseless carriage back in the day. So wow. he was always... Um, accepting and using of new innovation that was available to him to bring his passion to life. So, That's great. And, um, and weren't we those really first? Carry that on. Yeah, weren't those first electric motors built by Thomas Edison? They were, and uh, he uh, actually had trouble with it one day and called the Edison Illuminating Company. Uh, they sent over a young mechanic named Henry Ford, who was wow. at the uh, start of his career. So there's a great connection there between Sanders and Henry Ford and just some really great history there. That's just amazing that, uh, you know, the motors were built by Edison, repaired by Henry Ford. And those are two of the most iconic names in the world of innovation and inventing today. And and they were uh, there at the birth of the, the candy company. Exactly. And then they also helped. By fixing those machines, Fred Sanders actually has contributed to inventing the ice cream soda. One day when he ran out of sweet cream and his store was full of customers, he switched to sweet cream and he used ice cream, which was another innovative thought of his. And that kind of started this love for ice cream sodas. That That's so definitely great. grew over that generation. He's one of my heroes. He invented the ice cream soda. <laughs> How great is that? And he did that in Detroit as well, didn't he? Exactly, yeah. I think, uh, I think the plant was down there near uh, Boston Street, and uh, that might be the reason it was called a Boston Cooler. I, I read that somewhere. I'm not sure if that's true or not. but uh, I, I think the Detroit Historical Society would definitely have the facts on where yeah. the Boston Cooler originated here in Detroit. And, and Fred Sanders also was one of the very first people to have an electric car in the early 1900s. Isn't that, that right? Yep, that's that uh, horseless carriage that I yeah. was talking about. So, yeah. yeah, he was, anyone driving an electric car today, he was doing it way back in, uh, you know, in the 1910s, 1920s. That's so. amazing. Now, you've yep. been with Sanders, and we should probably clear this up right from the beginning here. Is it Sanders or is it Saunders? You know, it's, it's phonetically pronounced Sanders, but even within the own Sanders family, some of them pronounce their name Sanders, some pronounce it Saunders. Really, within the 19, you know, 30s and 40s, when we had a lot of European influence with the war, um, a lot of people changed the way they pronounced Sanders to Saunders. Um, but Fred Sanders was the originator of the company, and it is connect- correctly pronounced Sanders, but we do not correct anyone because, obviously, there's connections made to both pronunciations. That's great. As long as they give me the chocolate, it doesn't matter how we say it. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, you've been with uh, Sanders for how long? Uh, I've been with the company about seven years now. Mm-hmm. I uh, started um, actually doing tours and public relations uh, just to really learn the history of the company, connect with our customers, um, and now I'm one of our top salespeople here. So, oh, well, congratulations to everyone around the country. Yeah, you know, I've noticed in the last few years that I'm seeing it in more and more places, which is great. Yeah, we really have expanded outside of you know, the Midwest region in Michigan, where we obviously have our strongest roots. But as tons of people from Michigan have, you know, transplanted across the country, they've brought that love and that passion for Sanders products to their new neighbors and families and really are looking for the Sanders product across the country. So we really have a great following and great fan base. 
and, you know, taking on new fans every day as we get our product into different retailers across the country. Is a lot of your business mail order or is most of it still retail based? I would say uh, a good, a very, very large percentage retail based. Um, our e-commerce is starting to definitely take off. Um, and uh, it, it, we have a, since people sometimes we don't have product in every store on every corner. You know, e-commerce, especially in fourth quarter, this holiday time of the year when people want to, you know, give that gift of Michigan, that taste of home and family to people. Right. Our e-commerce business is definitely good. How many retail locations are there in uh, Michigan? Um, right now, I think we have about seven. Um, mm-hmm. So it, the stores have definitely been successful in certain locations. So we're really, you know, focusing, you know, the, the retail and uh, environments changed a lot since you know, when Sanders was at the peak, we had almost 62 stores across Metro Detroit when we had the lunch encounters and mm-hmm. people could go to their neighborhood Sanders store. Um, just, you know, the whole retail and right. you know, food environment and restaurants and fast food environments definitely mm-hmm. have kind of changed that. So we're really looking at just more, um, you know, play, bigger restaurants and places to go that are more of like an event um, right. location. So. Now you say seven locations. That's seven standalone Sanders stores, but you're in uh, many, many more stores, including Costco, I see the Sanders product, and, and lots of different retailers, correct? Yes. Yeah. The, uh, we're in every, we're from retailers from, you know, bulk stores like Costco to uh, retailers like Macy's and Bell's, Bontons, Kohl's, to grocery stores like Kroger and Meyer. So, uh, we really have a lot of products that can bring us to a lot of different retail locations. That's great. Now, in, in the last few years, I've seen some changes in the packaging. Um, I think even the logo changed, didn't it? Uh, talk a little yeah. bit about that and the innovation that you've done with uh, with those types of things. Um, you know, Sanders over the years, again, that, that passion for innovation to change, to always kind of stay present. Our logo has changed, you know, 10 to 20 times over you know, the history, the 140 years of the company. Um, so and the logo we, now is a, is it an automobile or what, what is the logo uh, these days? <laughs> the logo we're using now is actually a historical logo. It's from the 1930s. It's a standard block looking logo. We actually went back to that um, mm-hmm. probably in 2008 uh, because we felt as our national expansion kind of took off, we needed a logo that was very easy to read, easy to recognize. Right. So we switched from like more of a cursive style S um, that was a little bit harder to read. Um, people actually thought the S was a G sometimes. Um, to this more standard uh, old 1930s logo. I was so. thinking of the car because I, I always buy the Boulevard collection, the box of, <laughs> and, and I think there's a, an automobile on that box. So that's, yeah, that's yeah, what I was thinking. Yeah, we actually of. have a historical image of a horse and carriage of an uptown uh, couple uh, on the front of our Boulevard collection. Love that it. image was used a uh, very, very long time ago. That's great. Now, uh, what types of innovation are you currently doing? I know uh, you had mentioned that you're, you're um, transferring over to some smaller sizes of things and different things to cater to today's market who, who might want to eat things uh, as they're traveling or, or uh, smaller families. Talk a little bit about the product development that you're doing these days. Uh, for sure. The, uh, you know, first of all, the box chocolate collection, um, box chocolates have changed completely over the last couple generations. You know, e- your grandparents used to buy, you know, two pound chocolate assortments. 
Um, and we just, you know, consumers are not buying that much quantity nowadays. Um, they feel they know what they want. They like a sea salt caramel. They like a peppermint patty. They want to buy just a box of those and in not a two-pound quantity. So we've downscaled the size of our boxed chocolates. That's one thing that we've definitely um, mm-hmm. tuned into with the consumer. Um, and, yeah, we've definitely created some new products that will target, you know, the consumer looking for portion control or on the go. Um, you know, obviously the gourmet food industry is, you know, exploding and people are looking for more quality ingredients. And that includes people in the register aisles. You know, they don't want to buy the standard candy bar. They may want a gourmet sea salt caramel. So we've created kind of a a three-piece candy-style package that has three pieces of our sea salt caramel in there. So it's easy to grab and go while you're checking out. That's great. I get those at the airport sometimes. Those are those are yeah. great. And and you've also got one of the most popular products would be the uh, uh, the caramel, right? The uh, caramel sauce or the hot fudge we are, sauce. We are. We're, we've definitely yeah. been known as the caramel maker in the industry at these candy shows that we go to, at these gourmet food shows that we go to, um, where all the big names and even newer companies come to. We're really known for our caramel, the way we make it, small batches. All natural, nothing artificial is added to anything. Um, and we use that caramel to make our topping, to make our caramel centers for our chocolates. And we have a newer product, too, that's a fruit um, fruit and snacks dip. So it's kind of a caramel-based um, caramel dip for, like, apples and strawberries. So That's great. That's um, a wonderful excuse to eat more fruit. Exactly. <laughs> and I re- that's another thing that's, that's been really innovative for us as well. Um, you know, consumers are looking for those better ingredients, better for you, more health conscious. So even if they're using a sweet um, to eat their fruit, they don't want that caramel dip to have artificial flavors or artificial ingredients. Um, their Sanders now has kind of provided that, you know, item to the market that has uh, an all-natural choice for them. Yeah, I saw the. I was looking at the website last night, and uh, I saw those on there, the different dips. And I also saw a fact that I just found mind-blowing. Sanders makes 25,000 pounds of caramel a day. Yes, we make a lot. That's a incredible. Lot <laughs> That's actually an investment uh, for next year. It's another, uh, they're called Chester Jensen's. They're giant kettles that we make our, ke- our caramel in. And our uh, manufacturing needs are requiring us to buy another one at this point. So That's we great. are growing. Well, I love the caramel. I also love the bumpy cake. We didn't talk about that yet. Um, yes, the bumpy cake. That's a very historical cake. That was another innovation that happened in 1913. Um, you know, Fred Sanders' father was a baker by trade, but, you know, he wanted to go into confections to kind of differentiate himself. But in 1913, um, actually right before he died, he had the vision to create, um, to kind of bring his two departments, the bakery division of Sanders and the candy division together. Um, and the confectioners came up with this chocolate ganache that went on top of a uh, moist devil's food cake. Um, and that was the start of the bumpy cake. That's amazing. And, and in the retail stores, I've even seen uh, either that or a sign for that it's coming a, a little bumpy cake, like a mini bumpy cake. Yes. Lots of people are very happy about that. Um, I am. You know, again, <laughs> we well now you don't have to have a whole bumpy cake in your refrigerator for a whole week calling your name to finish the whole cake. <laughs> you can go you can go buy this smaller single double uh, serving size mini bumpy cake to bring home for the weekend to enjoy. Uh, so it really is targeting you know the smaller families, a, a single person. 
um, that wants that portion control. Great, great. Enjoy a bumpy bake. And is there anything that you're working on that you can share with us, any uh, future products or anything that's in the innovation pipeline for Sanders? Uh, for sure. We uh, Obviously, our dessert topping is the heart and soul of our product line. Uh, currently, it's in glass jars. Um, and we've just kind of found that some people may want to transition out of those glass jars. So the glass jars are not going away, but we are developing a pourable pouch for the topping. Ooh. It'll be a 20-ounce pouch. It just makes the, the lids easier to get off. It's easy, easier for pouring. It's easier to heat up. So just a little bit more uh, consumer ease of use. That uh, sounds great. Can I hook uh, that up like an IV? That, that sounds delicious. <laughs> you actually could. It's kind of exactly like an IV. You hang it up. And <laughs> a 20-ounce right pourable pouch of uh, caramel topping. That is, that's like a dream come true. Thank you so for doing that. People that used to take a spoon and eat the topping out of you know, the glass jar, they may just have to take the pouch and squeeze it right into their mouth now. <laughs> oh, that's great. Just put a straw in it. It's like a exactly. caramel Capri Sun. That's great. <laughs> And uh, you you have factory tours at your uh, uh, plant there at Sanders, is that right? Yes, we, mm-hmm. yes, we do. We've always had uh, free tours. Um, you know, that's our, we have great ownership here. I work for a great company and great people. They've always wanted to have uh, the tours free, so people could come to um, just walk up and down the hallway, see the chocolate going down. They're guided tours. We have a video. We have somebody walking you down the hallway, explaining what's happening. It's very educational. So now you, we, we've talked about innovation, and yeah, we've talked about innovation and, and uh, how innovative Fred Sanders was. Today is the you know the assembly line for Sanders. Is it just all automatic with a bunch of machines, and that's how the, the candies are made? Is it really high tech, or, or what do people see on that tour? Um, people will see yes, machines, but they'll also see a lot of people. Um, the company started off by hand making their chocolate. Um, started, uh, sorry, but the company making their chocolates by hand, um, and we still hold that as you know a, a process that makes Sanders products stand out and are better than a lot of other ca- candy on the market. So we really, uh, as much as we've grown, of course we bring machines in to better our processes, but we really try to keep you know people in that hand. Uh, feel manufacturing process. Here that, that's great to hear that you're uh, you're still using people to uh, manufacture a great product, and it helps you stand out above the rest. Yep. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much for uh, talking with us today. I love Sanders. I hope everyone goes out there and gets some. Uh, we're coming up on the holidays here. I'm sure that's your busy season. And uh, who doesn't love Sanders? So uh, uh, thanks for uh, uh, joining us today and sharing some of your uh, innovation techniques and what you're working on at Sanders, and uh, we really appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you, Michael. And uh, this has been another podcast of the uh, Innovates podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening, and uh, until the next time, stay curious. Thanks for listening to the Innovates podcast featuring speaker and innovation expert Michael Mode. Make sure to check back on the 8th. We will post new episodes of Innovates on the 8th, 18th, and 28th of the month. The Innovates Podcast is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. For more information about Michael Mode and his corporate speaking and consulting services, please visit Innovates.com. That's I-N-N-O-V-E-I-G-H-T-S.com or BigLightBulb.com. This is a previously recorded episode of